0: Hello and welcome back to Becoming the Influential Me. I'm Michelle Kanda and today, I'm not so excited. I'm usually really excited to talk to you guys, but today is, is one, it's a vulnerability piece on my part. I wanna talk about some of the mistakes I've made in my career, public mistakes, mistakes that other people have experienced as a result of working with me. And I wanna talk about how I um, owned those mistakes or otherwise. And so hopefully as you, we all make mistakes and if you found yourself in a position where you made a mistake in your job, um, hopefully this will provide a way for you to navigate some of the challenges and dealing with some of the shame that comes with making a mistake at work. Okay, so let's dive right in. I'm going to do these in order of importance. I'm gonna start with the smallest mistakes I've made um, and go right down to the biggest ones. I've got six for you, so let's get into it. Number one, the this was, this was really hard. So when I first started my business, I didn't have everything perfect. And one of the things that I, because I was working on so many different pieces, doing so many different things at the same time, it was inevitable that something was going to slip. And the something that slipped was the fact that I sent somebody a welcome email, riddled. And when I say riddled, I mean riddled with typos. You know, simple words. Like sometimes I, 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 I was going to say going to, and it said gonna. And there were things like when, spelt without an H. I think when I wrote that email, I must have been really frazzled. Because when I read it back, I was like, this is sort of you know, year one kind of stuff. This is, this is baby stuff. Anybody that knows how to speak English at even the most basic level would get some of these things correct. So, and, and then to add insult to injury, not only when I read it back, but also somebody said, I can't work with you because you cannot spell. <laughs> and it was really, really hard, right? But I understood. I understood because there's a saying, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so I understood why that person chose not to work with me because it was a demonstration that I was lacking excellence. And it's not necessarily how I work, but at the time I was overwhelmed and I appreciated that had it been me, I probably would have made the same assumption about the other person, i.e., you know, about the person I was choosing to spend my money with. So that was the first mistake. And, and what I did was when I realized that I honored that and I said to the person, I completely respect your decision and I would make the same decision. I own my mistake. So for this one, I owned up to it internally and externally. So externally to the person, I, I acknowledged um, the mistake I'd made and said, you know, if at any point in the future I could help with anything else, that, then I'd be available. But I completely understood their position. Internally, I was crushed. But what I did do was I set some processes, reviewed everything. I made time and became a real person for, you know, checking the details, the small stuff. You know, I started sweating the small stuff. I'm a firm believer in not sweating the small stuff. But when it came to things that I was sending out to clients, I definitely started sweating the small stuff. So this mistake is mistake number one, typos that led to a refund. Tick internal, you know, I owned it internally. Tick external, I owned it externally. Okay, number two. I, it's a similar sort of thing, but I sent an email to a client, which was meant for another client. And that email happened to have, the information wasn't too sensitive, thankfully thank you God, (laughs) the information wasn't too sensitive but it still was an email that was supposed to be for somebody else containing some information about what was going on in that person's organization and business and I sent it to the completely wrong person. Now the other person that I sent it to sent me a really lovely email saying don't worry about it, these things happen. And I then had to manage that because it was, it's a simple thing, right? You sent an email to the wrong person, no big deal. No, because actually does, does the person you sent it to now trust that you can keep their information secret, right? It's kind of like gossiping. Whenever somebody comes to me and is gossiping about somebody else, it kind of makes me think, well, what do they say about me? when I'm, you know, when I'm not present. So this person might, might have thought, oh, but if she's sending somebody else's information to me by accident, is she sending my information to somebody else by accident? You know, how competent is this woman that I'm working with? So I had to do a sort of a confidence campaign. I completely owned it externally, Completely owned it internally because um, I then said you know i'm going to make sure when I draft an email it sits in my draft inbox first, and I only send things at certain times when my head is clear. So I created a process internally of owning it and I created a process externally of owning it because I wanted the other person to have confidence in me. so it was a small mistake, but I actually could have had bigger consequences had I chose not to face it head on. Okay, so that's two mistakes, both I owned externally and internally. Now let's talk about a mistake number three, that I am, no, this one I did own, actually, I'm just thinking about it. This one I did also own internally and externally, no. Okay, we'll leave this one out for debate. Here's what happened. I was working for a company that again was dealing with sensitive uh, data And my numbers weren't looking good. You know, when you're at that point in your work where you're thinking, I'm pushing, trying everything I can to get this right, but I'm still not quite getting the results that I want. So, because I can be a type A personality, I decided that I was going to, I was going to take my work home. Because in that organization, they had a culture of five o'clock, you know, coats on, let's go. Uh, That was the kind of place people did not work late. And I'm the kind of person that sometimes does need to work late in order to really get my head clear and get things done and also work in a quieter environment. But this wasn't the organizational culture in this place. So what did I do? I decided to take the data that I had, my client's data, and take it home so I could really look through everything, really have a thorough um, look at things out of hours. Here's what the mistake was. It sent flags to the IT company because I'd sent this sensitive data, not sensitive, but I'd sent customer data to my personal email. And as a result of that, it flagged through the company's security system. And the next day, I got called into the manager's office. And when I say manager, I mean the senior, um, senior manager. So not my line manager, my boss's boss, basically. And she calls me into her office and she's basically like, what are you doing? Are you selling our information to competitors? Like, it was like a SWAT team, you know? (laughs) It was like, what, whoa, 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 whoa. At first when she asked me, I was like, I don't even know about what you're talking about. And then I realized it was as simple as me sending my client list to myself. Um, And, you know, and all the information to myself so I could analyze it. And then I explained and I owned it, obviously, because I wasn't doing anything nefarious. I wasn't doing anything wrong. So for me, it was a simple explanation. I just wanted to work late, and I sent it to myself naively, uh, not thinking about the you know, hours and hours of you know, data protection training that we'd had, and how we, it was a simple, naive mistake. Um, And then the manager was like, okay, so do you, do you? we're gonna put you through this training again, this data protection training again, so that you understand what you've done. And she gave me a really hard time. And that was the point where I was like, okay, I am aware that I broke the company's protocol and it was a mistake. There's no two ways about that, that's clear. But I was expecting a little bit of slack because my um, intentions were pure. And because my intentions actually were to help the business. My intentions were not to do anything for myself or for another organization or anything like, or, or anything like that. And when I received that feedback where it, it was like, you are trying to bring us down um, and you know, making this thing, my ability to own my mistake waned. I kind of went into, are you actually kidding me mode? Um, and got a little bit upset and a little bit angry. Which, in hindsight, was a mistake, um, but at the time I was like, no, this this has got to be a joke. I'm just trying to do my job and to do it to you know a, a really high standard. and And when I've realized that I'm starting to sort of to fall short of that, I want to put in extra hours, and you're giving me a hard time. Um, seriously? Uh, <laughs> and so I half owned it. Internally, I owned it. I was like, okay, Michelle, you can't do this and you know why. But externally, I was like, no. Um, I made a mistake, I sent it to myself, but there's no reason why I should be punished as a result of doing this. Yes, it was a mistake because I shouldn't have sent the data, but can you not treat me like I'm a criminal or like I'm trying to create some kind of big dramas? And then, yeah, let's just say that situation, that encounter did not end well. Um, because I failed to own it externally as well. And so, looking back on it, should I have owned up to that mistake or should I have, um, should should I have owned up to that mistake or should I have just uh, maintained my position? The jury's out, I don't know because I personally think um, it it was clear what I was doing, it was clear where I had sent it. And on the flip side, the senior management team needed to show a strong hand because they could not, um, they could not allow that sort of thing to happen by accident or, um, or on purpose. Why? Because it's a data company and it's a reputational damage that's potentially, could be serious for the company and as a result for them as senior leaders. Now I understand that, but at the time I was so junior, I had no perspective, so I didn't own it. So what would the big takeaway be from this experience? The big takeaway for me would definitely be um, try to understand things from the other person's perspective. Because if I had done that, if I had understood why the senior leadership team were coming down on me so hard, then perhaps I wouldn't have been as resistant as I was. There's a time to own your mistake and there's a time to dig your heels in. And I think I got it wrong. I think... Um, I think I shouldn't have dug my heels in, but I don't know. Send me an email and tell me what you think. Tell me what you think. Tell me whether you think I should have dug my heels in as I did, or whether I should have been more empathetic and understood that there were so many many more dynamics at play that I had no appreciation for. I would love to know what you think. Okay. Number four. Ugh, a doozy. Now we're going into the ones I didn't own up to. So I had a client who was so difficult to, hate to get a hold of. He was a senior leader in a big organization and was always busy, always firefighting, always trying to you know, make sure the business is growing. And he was in a role where he literally had, to, had so many moving parts to navigate. So he was really busy. And as a result, he became my problem client because I never managed to spend any time with him because he was always busy. And then one day he says, Michelle, I want to meet. Yay! And I organize it, I'm like, okay, can you do Tuesday at 9, p- 9 a.m.? And then he's like, yep, yeah, let's do it. Tuesday, 9 a.m., really looking, looking forward to it um, in three weeks' time. Two weeks go by, and then I realize, oh no, I'm double booked. That Tuesday, 9 a.m., I don't remember if it was a Tuesday, 9 a.m., but that Tuesday, 9 a.m., I happened to have another meeting with another client who was a good client, but who I needed to renew that day. So I was like, what do I do? What do I do? I need to let down one. He's a a client that um, I never see, so I need to spend time with him. But if I don't get this person to renew, I'm stumped. Like either way, my chances are better with the one I have a relationship with than the one I don't have a relationship with purely because I don't see him as often as I should. So what happened? It's a numbers game. I went with the one that I knew I have a relationship with and should try to get um, him to renew and continue our relationship because it worked really well. I enjoyed working with him and I knew that he was likely to uh, renew if he had this conversation with me. So it was a numbers game and I went with that one. Guess what happened? This person then sends a complaint to my manager and says, Michelle, you know she she wasted my time. She didn't book and she doesn't do this and she doesn't do this and it was a torrent. It was a, a complaint. So what did I do? I didn't own it. The reason I didn't own it was because um, I didn't feel like I'd done something wrong. I've been chasing my tail around this guy and he ultimately didn't come back to me. So what was I supposed to do when he suddenly says I'm available? Yes, I was supposed to run and say, yay, amazing, and work everything around him. And yes, I could have given him another date. And yes, it's my fault that I double booked. I made a confirmation and I wasn't impeccable with my word. I understood it. I understood that. But I didn't own it. I, I, I sh- In hindsight, yes, I should have owned it and apologized to him. And I, I, did, I obviously apologized to him about having to cancel the meeting. I did that part. But I mean about his overall experience. Um, it was important to own it because of the reputational damage that it did to to the company and also the reputational damage it did to me once he complained to my manager. It made me look like I was incompetent or didn't take my job seriously or was busy doing other things. And that simply wasn't the case. So in that instance, should I have owned it? Probably. Why? Because of the different levels that were at play. So you're probably thinking, but Michelle... I've had similar things happen to me where I, um, I was in the right. Uh, I had every right to make the calculation in the best interest of the business as in my last two examples. And you're thinking, but, and so why should I own that mistake? Why should I apologize? Why should I, you know, be sort of, not be on the back foot rather than on the front foot? Because sometimes there are other, um, more important layers at play than what we're thinking through. Now, I'm not saying you have to own every single mistake, but actually thinking about the trust that goes away as a result of not owning your mistakes, it becomes more difficult. So sometimes we just need to think, okay, I'm right. (laughs) I know I'm right, or at least I think I'm right with a deep level of conviction. (laughs) I think I'm right, but what's at stake here? Is it worth me digging my heels in all actually, because of the trust that I need to nurture in the organization, is it better for me to own it, to explain why, even though I did what I did, it was wrong, even though I don't necessarily believe that, um, how it can be wrong, and how you understand their perspective, and as such, will put in place measures to correct it. Why? Because of bigger things than your current set of principles that are at play. Bigger things that will impact your career bigger things that will impact your referability bigger things that will impact how you are perceived within the organization as somebody who is impeccable with their word and excellent at executing in their job or as somebody that's a little bit aloof and doesn't really care uh, and therefore makes mistakes so just think about all of those things when you think about whether or not you want to own up to a mistake I highly uh I highly highly recommend Taking time out to reflect and think about all the bigger pieces before you respond to anything. Okay. Okay. Um, number five. Mm, this one still haunts me. This mistake is one that I have. I. It was such a novice, novice, stupid mistake. Um, but I had no business, I had no business experience. And here's what I did. I was in my very first job out of uni. And I get this job and I'm smashing it. I started smashing it before, you know, within within a week, I'd, I'd, I'd started, you know, ticking some really big big things off the list, getting the attention of senior leaders in the organization. One week, two weeks, three months, four months, five months, six months pass. I was this big star for the first three months. I was like the star, the great hire. Um, and then something happened. I realized it was the wrong job for me. And I started hating. When I say hating, I mean hating what I was doing. Um, because I wanted more people interaction. And what I was doing was largely leaving me staring at a screen, which is not my jam. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with you know, being on a screen uh, if you really enjoy that. But I didn't. I needed some more interaction. So I hated what I did. And then the CEO comes over to me. He's really pumped. He's like, Hey, Michelle, he's talking to the star, right? This is about six months into the role. He's talking to the star. And he says, Hey, Michelle, how's it going? You know, what are your numbers like? You know, well, like, what's, what's happening? And I was like, oh, It's so hard. I don't even know if I'm really enjoying it. Um, I, you know, it's, it's I'm, I'm pushing through. I'm pushing through. And the CEO was like, he literally, literally said to me, if you had spoken to me like this when I first hired you, I would not have hired you. And if you speak to me like that again, I will fire you. Mm. And suddenly I felt, you know, the wind come out of my sails. I was like, "Okay, take a deep breath in." And the next day, my manager comes in and she was like, "What the beep? Yeah, she was like." what were you thinking? And I was like, oh, but I was just telling him the truth. It's how I feel. And she was like, honey, this is business. He's not your psychologist. He's not your therapist. And my manager was amazing, by the way. To to this day, I absolutely adore that woman. I think she was insanely, like, brilliant. Um, And she basically coached me out of that situation. She was like, never, ever do that again. Okay, how does this um, apply to you? Did I own that mistake? I owned it in in, in the same way somebody who's new to the world of business would. I said, okay, and I took notes and I made sure now any time that I spoke to somebody at any level of seniority, I projected confidence and I projected ambition and I projected all the things that I wanted to be perceived as by people that don't see me every day. Right? because it was an opportunity to really make him, to give him confidence in what I was doing and in who I was, and I kind of failed. So I owned it by making sure that I never did that again. And for sure, after that incident, I never ever did that again, right? My moody sulks are for my mates or for at home, they are not for the professional environment. Now, how does this relate to you? You know, sometimes you wanna go into work and you wanna talk about the reality, the reality of what's really going on. When managers are like, everything's going really well, our projects are on the up, we're working really hard to do this and they're projecting optimism. And and for you, you're like, I know the truth. It's not really going that well. They're not telling the truth. I'm gonna tell the truth. If anybody asks me, I'm gonna tell the truth. Mm. Business isn't always about telling the truth. Business is about, sometimes, about more about creating momentum. And momentum requires optimism. And that's something that you always have to bear in mind. It's something that I learned the hard way. Um, But own up to the fact that you've been miserable, you've been a bit of a sulk, and actually just keep moving on. Keep moving forward and keep the negative stuff to your friendship peers in the workplace. Unless when you're dealing with senior management. Why? Because perception matters. I used to hate it when people used to tell me this, but perception in organizations and in business really does matter. You want to be around people that are positive. And if you're leading an organization, you want players on your team who are rowing or driving or going in the same direction direction with momentum and speed and as soon as you realize somebody's not a team player your instinct as a leader is to get rid of them so be mindful of that when you are expressing reality and and be mindful of the fact be mindful of the qualities a CEO needs in order to have confidence in in driving the organization forward just putting it out there. So yes, I did own that one internally. Externally, there was nothing I could do because I couldn't go back to the CEO and say, hey, uh, sorry about yesterday. I was having a bit of a bad day. It didn't work that that way because I'm not a priority. I didn't have FaceTime with him all the time at that time. And, um, and yeah, so I owned that one internally, took internal notes and, and moved on. Okay, the very last one. I think I may have told you about this one in another podcast, but basically, long story short... I was working with two senior leaders in the same organization, and one leader told me, one senior leader told me something that I thought was public knowledge within the organization, um, and I shared it with um, with their colleague. And I, I, to this day, I'm so certain that I asked him if I could share, and he said yes. But apparently, I got that wrong, and here's how I owned up to that mistake. I felt like crying because it's a great sign of like sheer incompetence on my part um, to to do that because it can damage a a working relationship, especially at that level when two people sit on the board together. Um, And then it seems like one person is keeping information from the other and telling external people things. So that was a big, in fact, that was my biggest mistake at work to date. Here's what I did. I apologized profusely to both parties um, and expressed what what had happened. I attempted to to facilitate a a conversation where they could repair that, but it was also something that they needed to want to do together within the organization. I sat down with my um, senior at the time and I expressed to him the mistake that I'd made, why I'd made that mistake, and what I was going to do to make it better going forward. I reflected on it. And I said it was sometimes as simple as not going into meetings if I'm tired, um, and, and actually taking scrupulous notes And when I'm when I am in meetings and also asking twice, not once, if something is okay to share. It sounds really basic, but I sat down with my with my then manager and I expressed to him how how much of an error I understood it to be and the steps I was willing to take in order to change that. And once I did that, I expressed to him that what I needed from him was his confidence in me. And also I asked him what he thought my best next steps should be. Now, what was I doing when I was owning that mistake? I was saying, I want our relationship to be intact. I want you to have confidence in me as my superior. Number one, I wanted my client to have confidence in me um, as somebody that they, w- they could confide in when things that were, it, about things that are going on in their organization, known publicly or not. And I wanted the reputational uh, damage for the company that I was representing to be limited. And so I owned that mistake on every level and internally, I could have beat myself up about it and I did, Uh, but the best way I found to come out of it was to say, right, okay, you messed up. What can you do to improve it? How can you give other people confidence in your ability? How can you, and don't just think it and say, okay, I'm gonna change, I'm gonna do this. How can you engage those people in coming up with a plan to ensure you don't mess up again? Why? Because they are then able to see, they have a front row seat, on your process. They don't have to guess whether or not you're changing or whether or not you acknowledge your mistake or whether or not you're, ch- you're making the right moves in the right direction. Involve them in the process and allow them to be part of this um, improved version uh, of you and also I- I- as part of the solution. So, Okay, these are some of the mistakes. These are the six mistakes I've made um, in the workplace and some of the lessons that I've learned. But if I was to put it all together into one uh, idea or phrase, it's basically everybody makes mistakes, huge and small. And it's really important to just own up to your mistakes and state what steps you're going to take not just in your own head but actually write it down and encourage your superiors or your colleagues to take part in that process because it shows a you take you you, you take personal responsibility and awareness of your mistakes seriously um b that you are all about creating solutions with the people that you work with which is what teamwork is and c you understand that there can be reputational damage and it's your responsibility as the person that made made the mistake to limit that okay so that's what i would say it's always 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 new plan numero uno is to own up to your mistakes it's there is no organization where mistakes do not happen And yes, it's an emotional struggle to accept it, but that would be my greatest recommendation. Own your mistakes. Okay, my time's up. Um, If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Um, I love to hear your thoughts. So please comment, please send me emails, michelle at theinfluentialme.com. And let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what your challenges are. Let me know if you have a rebuttal. If you made a mistake and you think my advice is not the right advice. I would love to hear from you, but until next time.